0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Bloker Joker Podcast, powered by our friends at Pub Sports Radio. My name is Cody Gelhaus, at Squid's Picks, and with me is Matt Lawrence at Matt J underscore Lawrence on Twitter as well. Matt, I'm just gonna hand you the floor here. You know, it's been a long time coming for you. Liverpool finally secured the league title after 30 years, and just go ahead and take this one over. Tell me how it feels.
1: It feels amazing, to be honest. I mean, just what a what a whirlwind these last few years. I mean, when you just take it back a few steps from, you know, the Gerrard slip, you know, under the Brendan Rodgers days where they had the title almost secure and it slipped out of their hands. Uh, but it's all changed, Cody, about four years ago when they appointed Jurgen Klopp, as we know, and you know, One of the first comments that he ever made is saying, as a fan base and as a club, we have to turn from doubters to believers. And that's exactly what he's done. He's made that city believe. He's made the players completely better. He's, he's, he's bought players for fairly low transfer fees and made them into five times their value currently today. I've just never seen a man manager in any sport like him before. It's credit to him. It's credit to Fenway Sports Group for putting uh, appointing him and and really giving him the correct funds at the right times. But my gosh, I mean, he just he treats his players as if, as if they're his own children in a sense, and it's hard not to love the guy.
0: I'm I'm proud to share a birthday with him. No, you should be, and and that's where I'm at with with everything with Liverpool. It, it it's not over even the past few years. It does go back four years, and, and I give all credit. I know Jurgen Klopp, you know, how good he is as a manager. Everybody knows it. But your front office and the way Liverpool Football Club operates as a whole, in my opinion, it's the best in the world, probably right next to maybe Borussia Dortmund for the, the way they do it from, from bottom to top, whether it's their youth players, and especially the way Liverpool has bought players over the years. if In the market, they've been the smartest. They are one of the first ones to implement um, – to implement like statisticians and and use the data analysis to buy their players. That goes back to like Firmino that Firmino was a gym. They saw it in the numbers. They brought him on and he's been fantastic, obviously. And it's just gone from there. I mean, it's just been smart buys top to bottom, great management. And it is well-deserved. I mean, there's, it's completely well-deserved coming off the back of a champions league doing the league. I mean, and you guys are, this is a scary thing. You're set to make this a, a run like this is this is a scary Liverpool side where you can keep running with this for a long time not just a few years a long time running
1: I agree and I think that Steven Gerrard will be waiting in the wings then once Jurgen leaves uh, I expect Jurgen to probably leave Liverpool in about five seasons so let, let's look at these next five give it everything they've got and I think they've got a few more titles under their belt uh, they're going to get deeper they're going to get better. They're going to now they're able to really attract some high, high quality talent, um, probably like they've never been able to do so before. So, uh, the, this is just it's great. It's a great time to be a Liverpool fan. It's a great time for the city. And uh, everybody's a believer, everybody's all in
0: 100%. And I think that Liverpool now is a top three destination for a player in the world with your Barcelona, Real Madrid, and then, I, in my opinion, to be Liverpool. Everybody wants to go there and maybe even leapfrogging a team like Real Madrid, honestly. I mean, it is everybody wants to play for Jurgen. Everybody wants to be a part of that that special project. So congratulations, Matt. Enjoy it. Um, We'll see what happens next year. But there's still football to be had now. We're going to do it a little differently today. We're just going to cover this weekend's matches. We have two in the Premiership and four FA Cup matches. Matt, it's going to be kind of difficult to gauge these FA Cup matches because some teams are still pushing for to secure spots in the league and other teams are really trying to give this a go because it's all they have left. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be tough to gauge, but we're going to give it our shot. And I think there's some real angles, at least that I've seen here. And obviously the two league matches, um, there's money to be had. And I'll start it off uh, with you because you posted it on Twitter. So I want you to tell me a bit about it. The Wolves match. They're going to go to Villa Park and play Aston Villa. Tell me about the line that you had because I can read the lines, but I I just want to know what you locked them in on and what you think about the match.
1: I I locked it in relatively quickly, uh, kind of right when it came out. I got a minus 124 on them. I'm seeing now in the minus 130s to even they're touching minus 140 at some spots. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those where I have to continue riding a team that's been so great to me. Um, really, all season, and and even after the break, they've just been so quality in, in second halves. So their their adjustments that they make, they're they're relentless. Uh, they've got a great, solid defense, and, and we know that. I mean, players like Jimenez is he could be on his way out to a bigger club. I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen here in the next transfer window, but they just have an abundance of really underrated players and uh, they're going to give top 4 everything they've got look i'm villa just find ways to lose games mm-hmm. it's it's as simple as that they've got a decent midfield they've got a they've got 3 or 4 really solid players that will stay in the premier league regardless if they go down but my gosh i mean they've lost 6 of 8 in those 6 of 8 they've conceded two plus goals and Wolves, to me, just look like the same team that they were back in January, February, just collecting points, finding ways to win football games. So I'm going to write them here one more time with the
0: Wolves. No, I I can't fault you there. I'm leaning on Wolves' money line. I I can get them at minus 130 on DraftKings. The reason I'm not playing it, it, it's Villa. Villa were pitiful limping into that break. I've thought in the matches they've been back, they've actually looked really good at times. like if you look at the the last match they just played, I mean they look great in the first half they they were the better team and then they just you know they they couldn't get it done. but they have drawn two of their last three since the comeback. so that that's really what keeps me off just because I think they can they can maybe secure a point because God knows they need it. Uh, Wolves, though, man, have they been good. You're right. They were fantastic going into break, came out, didn't miss a step. They've won two out of three, and they don't look like slowing down at all. Yeah, I'm I'm also looking at
1: the under a little bit here in this match. I haven't played that yet or anything, but I think that this game stays under 2.5. But we do know that Villa generally find a way to get on the score sheet. So that's something that's kind of keeping me off of it. But something just tells me this is two goals max here in this game.
0: Yeah, and that, that's the other thing I was looking at as well is Wolves win to nil. Honestly, it looks really good to me. I, I'm trying to find the line, but I, I can't pull it up right now. But um, I, I can see them blanking Aston Villa for sure. Um, I'm trying to find it, Matt. Hold on here.
1: That's okay. I also think that, it, guys, if, if you've been listening and watching Wolves, that they are – the epitome of a slow starting club and so, a slow starting team, really, just in general. Halftime draws—they seem to come in with wolves at a rapid rate, mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with anyone that wanted to put a, their money on a halftime draw here in this
0: one. Right, and man, I'm, I'm finding wolves to win to nil is at plus one sixty five. Would would you think about taking that kind of spot? Yeah, I, I think that I
1: would rather. Go with just wolves and the under 4.5. If I were to find a combination, you can get that at plus 110, I believe, Mm. right now. And it's better uh, value. I definitely don't see five goals in this one. That's for no,
0: absolutely not. Absolutely not. So that pretty much done and dusted that one. And now we will head to the South Coast where Norwich are going to host Manchester United in the FA Cup. Norwich, the bottom feeders of the premiership, come in obviously as the dogs at plus 600. United, who have seemed to found that form again after a Martial hat trick, which is a blinder of a game. They're at minus 250. You can catch them on the handicap at minus 1.25 at minus 109. Posted total at two and a half goals, shaded to the over at minus 120. Matt, in this one, my angle here, I like both teams to score at plus 108. Um, and Um, A lot of people are probably raising their eyebrows at that because of how poor Norwich have been at scoring the football. But you have to look at Norwich. They just rested Todd Cantwell and Timo Pukki, and in, 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 in anticipation of this match, they're dumping all their chips in the FA Cup. They know they're going down, and they're not going to be able to hold on to a lot of their players. Remember, if you get in the F, if you win the FA Cup, you get into Europe. That is a serious dump of cash for a team like Norwich, who are going to be playing in the Championship next season. United are going to have to rotate as well, especially in the midfield. They can't keep running those same players out for 90 minutes week after week. So I do like Norwich to get on the board. And then on the other side, you look at United, youngster, uh, Mason Greenwood, and a mix of veterans like Mata Gallo should have no issue getting on the scoreboard. I see it two to three one to United, but I like the both teams to score at plus one oh eight. I'll take the plus odds all day.
1: Okay. So that's a that's an official bloker joker pod play, correct?
0: Yeah, I'm playing it.
1: Okay. Yeah, this match for me is tough. Uh, I don't generally dabble with the FA Cup in, in, most, in most leagues as well, just in terms of cup play, because it's really hard to gauge exactly who's being put out there and whatnot. I, I would say to anyone that this is somewhat of a lineup checker, but I think that you have Norwich's lineup pretty pretty spot on, Cody, uh, in terms of the resting from the last match, and they're gearing up for this one. Norwich are going to put all of their chips in, into the FA cups basket. So, uh, gosh, man, this is really a tough one for me. I, I think that, you know, I, I really am completely going to pass this one and, and wait till the lineups. Uh, I think that this is something that this is one that we stress uh, always check our Twitter accounts because, uh, if I see a good Manchester United lineup right now, the way that they're playing uh, Norwich should be really on their heels here for the for the 90 minutes i mean just in general so um yeah i think agala will start you're right on that mata greenwood will probably play on the right i'm just interested more so in their back line and who they play there it could be an eric bailly it will yeah
0: so i think you're and i think you could still see mcguire which would be an issue for my play so that's where you really want to check it if you're on the fence. If you, if you like my play but you're kind of on the fence about it, if you see Maguire, maybe that's where you lay off. But I still like it either way, because I see Norwich get on the board. I, th- I think the midfield is where the issue is with United. It's a stalwart almost, um, you know, with with some of the players. It's hard to move through the lines with them. Yeah, but um, I think it's one of
1: those things where it really does suck to not have fans in the stands on these, especially on these kind of matches. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is everything the Norwich. Have got left and and it'd be great to have their fans in the stands for this one to push them along here against United. But my gosh, I, I see I see one thing and I see one thing only. I see United winning this match. And I don't I just I'm not sure yet exactly how they're gonna do so in terms of is, is it by a margin or is this a is this a one goal type of game. So um yeah, I, I'm looking at minus two thirty five right now at United and you know, I think that'll probably hit.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. So that's the first FA Cup gone by, and we're going to jump back to the, to the premiership. Watford are going to host Southampton at Vicarage Road. Watford, um, they came out. You played them last weekend. They kind of let you down a bit there. Southampton played my boys, and they were abysmal, absolutely abysmal. Their 14th place position in the table is well-deserved at this point. I mean, holy smokes, were they bad going forward, and they were even worse at the back. Calamity is Everywhere for them, but in this one, they are the Watford are going to be the favorites at plus one forty five. Southampton at plus one ninety five. Both the totals at two and a half goals shaded to the under, which is rare for a Southampton affair because they're at minus one forty eight against Arsenal. And in this one, Matt, um, I don't have much on it. I, I lean Watford and pick them at minus one twenty eight simply because of what I saw against Southampton over ninety minutes last week because they put out a very good lineup. And it was almost like they couldn't figure out how to play well together. They they could not string passes. Honestly, they couldn't hold possession for a very long time. Um, and you know what? Even since the break came back, they've lost, they've lost two matches versus uh, Newcastle and Arsenal. They did win against Norwich, but even in that Norwich match, they were really poor over the first forty-five minutes. They they just they took Norwich down in a vulnerable spot and got three points. And I think that was really a flash in the pan, in my opinion. But it's not like Watford have been world beaters either. I mean, since play resumed, they're 0-1-2, losing to Burnley and Palace, and they had a really good result against Leicester in a draw. So for that reason, I'm staying off of it. But if I had to go anyway, it would be with your Watford to pick them.
1: Yeah, this is probably my least favorite match for the entire Premier League card for you know the weekend and next week. Uh, it's just one that I was just so disappointed in both of these squads yesterday. When they played i i could not believe watford in the first half against burnley burnley dominated watford found their footing mm-hmm. at about 60 minutes i looked like they were going to get all three points but that's that closed quickly that little window and, and right when they had this the uh the second half water break it, it was just done for them mm-hmm. they switched off it was completely against the run of play. I, I'm really shocked that they didn't at least pick up a point there. They deserved to probably get one point, but they just didn't turn up. I mean, they just did not get out of bed, and it's just amazing. I mean, looking at this Watford side who, you know, I, was, I, I loved betting on them before the break and mm-hmm. after the Nigel Pearson appointment and whatnot. And it, it's just this match feels like a complete coin flip. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just Absolutely. go take a coin and flip it, and whichever one you like more, I would just go with it. Maybe we'll call Wadford heads and Southampton tails. Yeah. So, I, this one is so tough. If I had to lean, first half draw looks pretty good here. Just yep. the way that these matches—if you just watch them, the way that they flow with no fans in the stands and whatnot—it's just it, a lot of a lot of first half draws have been coming in. So I don't completely hate that one at plus one ten.
0: No, that's a fair shout, and you're right. There's there's four matches week this weekend. Sorry, six matches this weekend. Don't don't waste your time and money betting on this match unless you have an angle you like, because uh, there, there's more action to be had. Just just stay away if if if, if need be. But that'll wrap that one up. Uh, where do you want to go next? I mean, just to comment really quick oh, yeah. too for
1: just Watford's backline to me looks so bad against mm. Burnley. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Ings get on the score sheet here. I really wouldn't. I, just the way that Watford is playing right now, is just – it's terrible. I, I, I They seem a little bit nervous here in this uh, relegation battle kind of, mm-hmm. and uh, they really need to pick it up. So, yeah, now we can transition back to the FA Cup, and we are going to head on over to – Arsenal going on the road. Your boys Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Going on the road to take on Sheffield United. I've got a pickem here in this match. Uh, pickem minus 135 for Arsenal. Um, if you like Sheffield at a pickem plus 120 ish, um, you could take Arsenal on the money line plus 140 here. If you want two to one on your money, Sheffield to win the match, and then a posted total of two and a half goals. Shaded to the under here, Cody. I'll let you take this one away. They are your boys.
0: Man, it's it's this one. This one. Uh, it it makes me feel like a complete idiot. But I'm going right back to the cookie jar. I'm telling you, I, I keep reaching my hand in. My mama keeps slapping my hand away, but I'm coming back for more. I'm taking Arsenal on the money line at plus one forty. I can't stay away from this, Matt. I, I really can't. Ar- Arsenal are looking for a trophy. Arteta wants a trophy to really. You know, stamp his place. I know it's not the biggest one in the land, but it will mean a lot not only to him, but also to the fan base, which has been as volatile as our office players and management has been over the past year. We really need this one, and we are a deep team. We're not a we're not full of great players. We're full of good players, and we have a lot of good players in our side that I think are going to feature on Sunday morning. Um, you're going to see at uh, Arsenal, you're going to see Mesut Ozil, I believe. You know. You never know what will happen with him, but I believe he will start. Like I said, 100% will start. Reece Nelson, Ganduzi, and you'll see some of the same old faces that we really have to play each week uh, in our midfield. But, man, on the other side, this is where I really like the angle. You know, Sheffield are, are really well-managed, but they tend, to play, they tend to play and roll out the same players each week, um, bar some minor rotation in the midfield and up front. You're probably going to see Jagielka in the back. You're going to see rotation in the back as well. They're going to get some young players in. And let's be honest, Sheffield United does not have a very good youth system. They 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 buy smart. Um, so I think they're going to roll out a lineup that isn't going to be really to par of what Arsenal is going to put out there. Compact that with the fact they're going to be at Bramall Lane with no fans. And that's where you can take the Arsenal on the road trope out of this, I hope. So I like Arsenal here. And obviously Sheffield, they're focused on the league. I mean, obviously they want to win the cup, but they want to finish higher in the table. So I think you're going to see a nice rotation out of Sheffield. Arsenal are going to be in it to win it. Arsenal money line plus 140. Wow. For the Gunners. Mm-hmm. I, like I mean, I think that Sheffield
1: look, you know, just completely toast after this break. All of their momentum mm-hmm. is like gone. Maybe it was from the the – the goal line technology, um, against Villa, maybe that kind of sucked the wind out of their sail a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'd be playing it more at a pick em here just because so many cup matches can find overtime and whatnot. And, yep. um, that, that one is, I, I like Arsenal though too. And this is another lineup checker for me. I think it's important, um, to really look at these lineups. This is going to be, everything to both of these sides Arsenal are clearly cemented to me as a mid-table side this year in the Premier League and so are Sheffield i, I don't see either of them really getting in europe and I think so that th- this is everything to them and I, I think that um Arsenal will will roll out a solid lineup I've uh, talked with a couple Arsenal guys this week and they're calling for Maitland niles at right back over bellerin because bellerin's just been uh, pretty bad, really, recently. He should be
0: starting. He and,
1: should yeah. be. Yeah. So, each so week. For me in this one, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I lean under 2.5 here. I think that this one is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, I think this one's going to take a while, probably, for a goal. I think that Sheffield will give everything. They'll probably put some pressure on that Arsenal back line, but I don't see it being enough here. So, I, I definitely lean under 2.5 here at minus 120.
0: Yeah, that's fair play, and I, I just think that Sheffield, though, obviously they can get into Europe with with the FA Cup, but I think it's a much more difficult road than getting it through the league. Because I mean, I know and, the yeah, you got, I think that I they have to think be realistic. Are... I mean, this this cup
1: is being hoisted by City. Yeah, that's a thing. Or United. Um, I think that uh, Chelsea and Leicester have an outside shot as well as Arsenal. So I, I don't see I, I don't see this cup being hoisted by Sheffield. So I don't see them. I, I don't see that as being a route really for them to take. I think no, that their, their season's kind of over with, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they, they really let themselves down over the last few matches, but eh, you never know. Um, and we can move it on to I, what I think is really one of the most interesting matches of the weekend. Leicester City are going to host Chelsea at King Power, and holy smokes, how good were Chelsea over the weekend? The American Gladiator with, honestly, there was – calamity in the back but holy crap his burst of speed he's healthy and he is terrifying going forward with Christian Pulisic but I digress in this one you're gonna have Chelsea as the favorites at plus 148 Leicester at plus 180 posted total at two and a half goals at minus 124 to the over Matt do you want to tell me the first word on this one
1: yeah again this is a tough one because I I don't really see either of these sides wanting to be in this it's It's all about top four. We know where all the money really comes from nowadays, and it is uh, from the Champions League getting that top four. Both of these squads are here right now, and they're facing off. So it's a very, very interesting angle. And I think, again, it's a lineup checker because you're going to be able to see who wants to stay in more. And Mm -hmm. Leicester have been completely awful. Like if both of these squads were rolling out, Ah, uh, their full force. Mm-hmm. I would be on Chelsea 100 percent right now. The way that they p- are playing, it's just been it's been a lot better all around. But it, I, again, I, th- this is a very very difficult one to gauge. Um, I, I, I lean with the draw here at plus two forty. I think that that's uh, after ninety minutes. I think that we could see these sides have a you know one one type of score line, maybe a two two, and um, you know, continue on in overtime and penalties.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, and this one, I am playing it. I'm playing the over two and a half goals at minus one eighteen. I got that on sports betting. That ag. Um, huge win for Chelsea against City. Frank has the players motivated to finish top four of this campaign. I I really think though you're going to see it carry into this competition. Chelsea, especially the Omer Abramovich, he he wants silverware one way or the other. So I think he's going to be pushed a little bit to get a result here and try to push for this uh, FA Cup title. And really, in both Chelsea victories in June, both of them had both teams to score, and they both went over two and a half goals in a time span where a lot of these matches were so dry and difficult to watch. They've been the one team that, honestly, are coming out and counterattacking especially, just getting forward. The link-up play has been great. Midfield's been good. And I think they're going to have a little bit of an angle here against Leicester City as Kovacic hasn't been featuring. Loftus-Cheek will be in there. Pedro will be in. Tammy Abraham hasn't started the last two Premier League matches. He'll be up front, and I would love to see him get a goal. I'm sure he will. And you're going to see Gilmore get the nod, who I thought was impressive in his time he was playing before the, the break happened. So I'm going to be excited to see him again. And then look at Leicester, and this is where I really like the angle. Leicester are going to be set up perfectly for an over in this one, in my opinion, because offensively, they're going to be rolling out, in my opinion, top dogs. You're going to see Madison. You're going to see Barnes. Tillemans didn't play over the weekend. Jose Perez is going to be in. He didn't play. And Jamie Vardy will lead the line um, because you saw – I can't think of his name. He played, played for Manchester City, but he started at the weekend. What, or uh... Iannaccio. So I think you're going to see Jamie Vardy in there. And then if you flip it over and look at the back, it's a real worry because you're going to have Christian Fuchs, Wes Morgan, and James Justin, who people have been targeting over the past two matches already. I don't think they have the pace um, in the back to compete with this Chelsea lineup. I think Abraham's going to have a field day. Fuchs and Morgan really worry me if they're going to be starting back there. So I, I, I like the two and a half goals for those reasons.
1: I think I kind of like Fuchs and Morgan though, and just this one-off playoff format kind of in a sense. I mean, we know that they're champions um, and and they've been, you know, they were the ones that hoisted the 5,000 to one odds that season in the Premier League, which is still probably the greatest Premier League of all time mm-hmm. um, in my mind. But um, my gosh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about who wants to exit here. I think if you're, if you're one of the boards for this club, I think the right decision is to leave this competition and focus for your last seven matches in the Premier League. Uh, I think that you give it everything for those last seven because th- this cup, I think it's got United and City kind of written all over it right now. I,
0: th- I, th- I think Chelsea can get in there and, and, and make a run at it. And I'm telling you, Abramovich, a lot of teams want to exit this. Abramovich for Chelsea, does he doesn't like shipping in competitions. I'm telling you, he does not like doing that. You saw it in Europa League last year, and he's going to continue. I'm, he will n- not accept in shipping it in, and Frank Lampard won't either. He's a competitor, but uh, yeah, I
1: think whoever bounces out of the competition, I guess, in a sense, wins. That's yeah. that's my that's my point of it. I guess I, I think not that true. whoever bounces actually does the right thing, and it's a tough thing to do. I mean, you, you are sacrificing, you know, the next round type of funds, but. The funds that are gifted for Minimal. top four in this league are just tremendous, and and yeah, I think it would be
0: smart to exit
1: this competition for both of them.
0: Fair enough. So next one, last one, it's going to wrap this episode up. Is Manchester City are going to travel to St James and play Newcastle United? Newcastle have been really impressive as of late. You can you can get them at plus thirteen hundred compared to Manchester City's minus five thirty. Posted totals at three and a half goals at minus 132, shaded to the under. And Matt, I'm just going to go ahead and start it because I don't have much on this one. Just because of how well Newcastle have been lately, Um, it's hard for me to back City at a minus two price at minus 108. I I just can't get behind it. And City just didn't look motivated last week, and they just didn't look like they cared all that much. I mean, in some of their chances they're blowing and some mistakes on the pitch, not only in obviously with the Pulisic goal, but they were some of their passing was atrocious out there. It just didn't look like City to me at some phases of the match. Um, But in the end, City are going to be too much for this Newcastle side. I mean, they just have so much depth that if I had to go anywhere, it would be minus two at minus 108.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd probably be against you in this one, and I I think it's just because uh, Newcastle are going to give everything that they've got. They are clearly a mid-table side. And so, this is everything to them. And, and I think that it's everything to City as well. They want to grab another title this season. I think the FA Cup is the easiest one that they can grab. Um, but, you know, I, I think the angle that I'm kind of liking here is a first half. I think that Newcastle can hold on here in this first half. Newcastle plus 0.75. So, if they were to lose like 1 0, you'd lose half your stake. Um, But that's plus 106 right now in Mm DraftKings. And I think that Newcastle have enough here to stay organized at the back and potentially get a goal against City. I I could really see Newcastle on the break scoring in this match. So um, hopefully it happens in the first half, but it's just a lean. Again, it's another lineup checker for me. I really want to see what kind of side City put out there because they've got Liverpool – um, on Thursday that, that match really won't mean very much to them. Um, but you know, it'll still be competitive. It's one versus two. And, um, again, yeah, it's just, it's another lineup checker. There's a lot of uncertainties in these, but normally I love lineup checking kind of games. Like yes. I, if we notice it, we see it, we see what we like and boom, lock it in, send it out on Twitter. And those are, those are some of my favorite matches really to, to bet. So, um, yeah, I'll be sitting on the sidelines for most of these. So, I mean, just to wrap up my play, I've got Wolves to win and um, take care of business against Villa on the road as well. But, um, yeah, again, no fans in the stands, minus 124 here, and and hopefully Wolves can win three in a row. It's not easy to win three in a row in this league, but I, I believe in this squad.
0: Yeah. No, and I think people need to pay attention to you over the weekend because I can almost guarantee – You don't stay off of any of these FA Cup matches. You're going to see an angle. I can, I I can almost guarantee you dip your little toes into this FA Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can definitely see some dipping going in. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm playing the both teams to score plus 108 Norwich and United, Arsenal on the money line at plus 140 at Bramall Lane against Sheffield, and lastly over two and a half goals at minus 118 at King Power for Leicester City and Chelsea. Folks, that's going to wrap it up. Again, we will be back again for the midweek fixtures of the Premiership. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and have an excellent weekend.